Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We're going to start with Yuan, who's going to report on a long-awaited final rule for DOD commercial item contractors. Yuan? Perfect. Thanks, Peter. This is an interesting one. So as part of its supply chain management framework, the government relies on contractors at every tier to flow down mandatory FAR and DFARS clauses to their lower tier contractors. Now, in practice, many primes will take the kitchen sink approach and choose to flow down many, if not all, of their prime contract clauses into their subcontracts for commercial products and services. Well, last month, the DOD issued a final rule that now prohibits the flow down of those extraneous clauses. The final rule revises DFARS 252.244-7000 subcontracts for commercial products or commercial services to direct that the contractor shall not flow down FAR or DFARS clauses at any tier unless for FAR clauses, the clauses listed at FAR 52.212-5E1 or FAR 52.244-6B1, or for DFARS clauses, the mandatory flowdown is specified in the particular clause. Now, the rule also provides relief for prime contractors. It revises the prescriptive language in DFARS 212.301 to prohibit contracting officers from including additional clauses in a prime contract unless doing so is either required by the FAR or DFARS or is consistent with customary commercial practices. So good news for our commercial contractors and subcontractors. And for additional details on this development, we have a detailed alert on Kroll's website. Peter? Great. Next up is a GAO bid protest decision. On October 7th, GAO denied a protest relating to an award for digital services issued by HHS. The protest argued that HHS misevaluated the quotation and impermissibly engaged in discussions with the awardee. HHS moved to dismiss the protest, arguing that the protester was not an interested party because a key subcontractor employee left the company and the protester did not advise HHS of the individual's departure. HHS argued that this made the quotation unacceptable and the protesters therefore not an interested party. GIO explained that generally a firm is required to advise an agency when it knows that a key employee has become unavailable after the submission of a proposal and before the issuance of an award. However, in this case, the key employee continued to work for the subcontractor through the award of the task order. Only after award did the key employee leave. As a result, GAO found that the protester did not have an obligation to inform HHS of the key subcontractor employee's departure, and it denied the motion to dismiss. So an interesting key personnel decision in that ever-evolving area of decisional law. Now back to Yuan, who's going to talk about a DOJ resolution. Perfect. On November 16th, DOJ issued a letter to a company called LifeCore, which, consistent with the DOJ's new safe harbor policy for voluntary self-disclosures made in connection with mergers and acquisitions, declined to prosecute LifeCore for violations of the FCPA, despite evidence that bribery was committed by an acquired subsidiary. LifeCore learned of the misconduct during post-acquisition integration and launched an internal investigation. 
The company then submitted a voluntary self-disclosure to DOJ within three months of discovering the possibility of misconduct and within hours after the internal investigation confirmed the misconduct. Now, DOJ declined prosecution based on factors set forth in the DOJ's criminal division's corporate enforcement and voluntary self-disclosure policy and the principles of federal prosecution of business organizations. The DOJ specifically called out the following factors in making the decision. LifeCorp's timely and voluntary self-disclosure, its full and proactive cooperation, including its agreement to continue to cooperate with ongoing government investigations, the nature and seriousness of the offense, LifeCorp's timely and appropriate remediation, including termination of an officer engaged in the bribery scheme, withholding that officer's bonuses and other compensation, and improving internal controls, and LifeCorp's agreement to disgorge costs it avoided having to pay as a result of the bribery scheme. So a good reminder of the importance of due diligence and if misconduct is discovered to consider an appropriate disclosure strategy. Perfect. That is it for this edition. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202-624-2807 and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thank you for joining. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.